0: Hi, hey everyone. Thanks for joining us uh, for BB and Budgie Thursday night. Ricky, as we look back on the Mark Cramey Motor Group International Rally of Whangarei, uh, BB, we got perfect weather. We got uh, a bumper field and we've talked about it, I think, on the show for the last two years about how strong the field is. And when everyone puts it together, how close that fight could be, I think, in a lot of categories, we, we got that across the weekend, right? Oh,
1: some of the battles were just epic, budgie, and yeah, you know, we had a couple of cars strike trouble Friday night and and Saturday morning, and then from there, um, really, it was mostly a clean run. You know, there's a, there's obviously always exceptions with with rallying, but um, man, some of those battles, like the historic's, uh, the rally challenge, separated by less than ten seconds in the class. Um, you know, obviously we'll we'll get to them, but it was just didn't matter where you look, there was. Just dogfights everywhere. There were seconds in it. It was just so exciting.
0: Yeah, a couple of our classes came down to the last stage and we actually saw a reversal of, you know, whoever was leading going into the stage was pipped and and it was the the chaser that ended up uh, getting the the chocolates. So let's just go through it. I mean, better touch on the drive at the front of the field because Hayden Padden, well out in front, a a dominant victory. I think that's as good a drive as we have seen and Hayden's put in some pretty phenomenal efforts um, over the last couple of years. Uh, how good was he? Like the difference, I thought on on the opening stage, the the Bowie Island stage, where he was significantly quicker than everyone else, and looked it with the way he was throwing the car about. Man, you yeah. can see the class, the difference in class there, right?
1: Yeah, anyone that thought that he was just um, taking it for granted was absolutely wrong. And and speaking with the post event, you know, he said it Sunday especially was the most gravel he's seen on on roads in New Zealand in ten years. So he he had to work for it. Um, he certainly didn't have it handed to him on a plate, but at the end of the day the guy's world class and, and he showed absolutely why and, and this is the training he's doing so that when he goes to Europe later this year um, hopefully he'll be up to speed and, and can do the country proud
0: yeah I'm sure he will he's in terrific you know form as such and um, yeah I thought that was that was a very impressive drive managing the the tyre risk as well because that has been a bit of an issue for for them Um, albeit that it hasn't proved costly at this point Um, fantastic job The margin probably exaggerated a wee bit with some of the dramas that the the chasing bunch had, and and there were a few. Everyone had a bit of a story to tell. Obviously, Robbie Stokes um, had his dramas Friday night, and what a shame. We can get into that in a moment. But some of the the contenders that did finish Ben Hunt, some uncharacteristic mistakes from from Ben. Yeah. um, But, again, showed enough that he's there or thereabouts. Uh, Rana Horan had a couple of dramas, uh, little mishaps that proved quite costly for him. Obviously, Emma Gilmore was taken out. Josh Marston was great on Saturday, but didn't probably have the speeds and dramas on Sunday. So some of those those chasing, the chasing pack could be a lot closer than the, the ultimate results board will show. Uh, just give us your assessment on that. Nari Pettigrew, probably the one guy that didn't have any drama. Brilliant drive for him to see him get on the podium.
1: Absolutely. Massively mature drive for Ari and that's why he got the Dunlop drive of the rally. You know, he probably uh, realistically uh, at a slight... Disadvantage with rubber at that event, uh, but he managed it really well, and everyone thought that the Dunlops might suffer excess wear. And um, speaking with Richard from Dunlop, he said, "No, Ari really managed his tyres well." And ironically, some of the guys on the Pirellis were actually suffering more from tyre wear. So whether that's car setup, whether that's driving style, with yeah, you know, there's there's lots of different factors that that come into that. But um, yeah, massively impressed with Ari. I mean, Ben, um, class act. Overshot a junction at the start of Helena, it's very unben like, you know. Normally you you just about um put the house on them um and a puncture as well. So yeah, that that made for a, a tricky afternoon. Um and you know, hey, great to see Josh Marston really up there and take the fight to them. And at the end of that first day, two tenths of a second. You do 135 Ks of rallying on some of the most demanding roads in the country, and two tenths of a second separating second and third place. I mean, how good was that?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure we've got our answers yet of the, the balance of power of that chasing bunch. When you think of Robbie, Ben, Rana, Emma, Josh, Matt Summerfield I thought was sort of you know flies under the radar a wee bit. Um he had some tired dramas, but yeah, good to see him sort of in that in that discussion and, and I'm sure when we go to South Canterbury he might find himself, you know, pushing for, for a podium spot there as well. What about some of those those other drivers in that sort of midfield the, the top ten that um you know, perhaps Starting to see some signs that they too can take that step and, and perhaps find themselves a contention in these coming events.
1: Yeah, we well talked about Rana. You know, Rana had a, a thirty-second time penalty. If he didn't have the thirty-second time penalty, he's one point eight seconds behind Ari for the rally. Then you take into account he had three spins. One in Helena was particularly costly. You take that time out of it, he's right up there with Ben Hunt. Now Ben Hunt, okay, he's had his own issues, and of course, rallying's always a story of what it could have, shoulda. Um, Josh Marston you know, on, on day two they had a driveline issue. Something with with one of the diffs, um, and, you know, that, that cost him. He wasn't quite sure whether it was gravel in the morning, but in the end, uh, you know, unfortunately, he dropped back. Fifth, still a pretty good result, um, and, and, you know, I think he was pre- pleasantly surprised with where he was at because he missed that first round. But then you get into the likes of Kingsley Jones. That day one performance was exceptional, you know, it took his first power stage point. Really good drive. It was actually the fastest of... The R five cars through that Helena Bay stage a second time. Um, Unfortunately, he found a culvert early on the first stage. You know, seems to be his thing, and I I think he's talking about writing a book. um, Culverts I've been intimate with. I think it might have to be um, a couple of couple of volumes. It it sounds sounds like a series, series. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) series of books. But um, hey, I think Phil Campbell also flew under the radar. You know, there was a really really good drive from Phil. He was just off the back of that group every stage, but. No, normally, that sort of pace would give you a top five result, but with everyone pulling it together and everything being so close, you know, I spoke to him after the power stage. He said, We're only four seconds off points, but we're ninth. You know, like it's just everything is so tight, it's so exciting. I thought, um, Matty Jensen was, you know, quite impressive on on Sunday afternoon, especially he was right up there in the top 10. Tells me he's getting his head around how to drive the Massive because, of course, that's you know quite a new beast for him. Uh, Jack Hawkswood, the guy was sitting in hospital on on Wednesday morning. He wasn't coming to do the rally. He didn't recce the day one stages. He managed a few issues on Sunday, but I think ninth place doesn't quite um Oh, he,
0: he was battling issues all through. Like Saturday he yeah. was battling different dramas as well. And you know, there was overheating at one stage and and the then the, the car was cutting out and going into limp mode. Um, yeah, you know, I thought that was a really, really impressive drive from from. It's home a very to, mature to drive, yeah. You know,
1: from what is a twenty-one-year-old, you know. Like, let, let's be frank about it. The, the kid's twenty-one. Um, hey, Greenie, how good was it to see Greenie at the finish? Um, it's been a you know, I, I think that that goes back to 2019 when we last saw Brian Green finish a, a round of the New Zealand Rally Championship. Um, Glen Inkster battled through. That was a bit of a tough rally for Glenn, and I do feel for him. Uh, probably the last thing he needed was just to tag a bank, which is so easy to do in, in Helena and bent that rear suspension. And it was just a, a flow on effect from there of confidence. Um, but, you know, all those guys are, are um, you know, genuine contenders when we get to the next one in, in South Canterbury. I mean, then you look at, it's, as you say, Robbie. Um, and man, what an effort they put in the car. Yeah, let's,
0: probably- let's, let's, let's focus on that big because, yeah, they were, you know, you're almost running out of things to say about. Robbie and, and Emma in particular. Todd Borden had a had a fail. So do to Duncan McCrostey. Both of those guys have been very reliable to this point. But Robbie and, and Emma, like these both of them should be at the point in the field. We expect them to be challenging for for stage wins and for for overall results. Um just so cruel. The sport can just be so, so cruel. Oh. What what have they got to do to to get that both of those cars where they need to be so that you can see the the quality of the driver behind the wheel.
1: I think Robbie really had a point to prove Saturday afternoon and specifically Sunday. Um, And he proved that, you know, obviously it's when you're not doing the whole rally, there's also a little bit of a less risk management in there. Uh, Okay, no one wants to throw a car away, but uh, to to try and score some day points. So, and, and certainly not taking anything away from what was a fantastic drive by Robbie. You showed us, I, I don't believe that there was a lot of difference in there. I think he's, he's just, you know, he came out the absolutely you know, Saturday afternoon because a lot of people won't realise they took the car back to Raglan. They had to rewire half the car. So they left Wongara, what, four or five hours down to Raglan, rewired the car, oh, brought yeah. it back up, had it at the lunchtime service, ready to go so that they could do that power stage. They knew that that was the target. There was bonus points on offer, and they took four of them. You know, behind Hayden, which fantastic result. Then they had a, a slight recurrence of some of the issues. Um and you know, Sunday, they got it going again for Sunday. He was magic. They obviously something that that whole combination, him and Amy, the car, really works, and they just it's just that last little bit of getting it to the finish, because it was the last stage on Sunday. Um, you know, that, that cost them another five points, unfortunately. But they can drop around, so uh, frustrating, and and it's not ideal to drop a two day round because of the bonus points involved. There's an extra 14 points over a one day round that are available, but it's not all over for them. I mean, Emma, I don't know what you say to Emma. I really don't, and I don't think Emma knows what you say to Emma. That's just so cruel. You know, throttle position sensor failure um, in the the refuel ready to go for the first stage. They got it ready to go. Uh, well, they thought they had it ready to go for the power stage but it wasn't right and unfortunately that sort of thing yeah the way that these guys are driving the and girls are driving the cars is on the throttle, you've got to turn it in and then you've got to drive it out the throttle and if you don't have that confidence that the car's going to go when you put that throttle down you know you can have a big accident by being half a foot off line because the car didn't go and that's what you risk unfortunately I mean Todd per- Probably my bad. I picked him as a dark horse last week. Um, It's your fault. He's blaming you too. My bad. Sorry, Toddy. Um, Hot Toddy to you. Hot Toddy to me. (laughs) Um, But very, very unusual to have a a breakage in an R5 car, and that that box has only done 350 kilometres. So uh, fair to say he wasn't overly happy. Um, And to be fair, if I was going to bank on anyone um, finishing this rally, Duncan McCrosty, Mr. Consistent blown turbo so that's um these things happen in rally but that's just cat one budgie i mean
0: absolutely yeah look the, let's get into the, the the firstly the nzrc two-wheel drive cat two uh class and, and what a battle dylan jackson jordan uh all three of them sort of um you know putting the best foot forward throughout saturday uh late Problems for, for Dylan there that, that saw the other two get a bit of a leg up, and then he was on the charge, obviously, on Sunday and had the big hella moment in front of us on the on the live stream. Probably not the place you want to do one of those, but... Um,
1: great, great response. It was not just the live stream. It was our Balls TV team. It was Jeff Ritter, our championship photographer. It was probably 500 people standing on the hill, so... Um, it made for a pretty lo- lonely live stream though, buddy, when you guys all it off to hang out with Dylan down in the fence. <laughs>
0: it, it also made for an interesting battle because we haven't really seen that. He, he has dominated that class for, for some time. Yeah. And we know we've talked about the others getting closer and closer, um, and they certainly are. And in, in that case, um, you know, a great battle between Jordan and Jackson that went right down to the wire Jackson getting home in the brand new car. And what a way to celebrate uh, your first event in, in that.
1: Absolutely. You know, we talked about them getting closer and closer and closer. Well, they've arrived. Let, let's not um, sugarcoat that. You know, Jackson with the new car, fantastic. Um, learning left hand drives, great drive from the young fella. Um, and great to see him with some machinery that's really done him justice. Um, Jordan Grant running, eh, not quite with one arm tied behind his back, but that engine's not, you know, still got some damage that they couldn't quite fix from. Otago. So there's a little bit more power to come out of Jordan's um, wagon, but the three of them were all on it. And and Bryn Jones and Charlie Evans were not far behind either. You know, there's still within probably half a second of K. Um, Bryn and Charlie both battled some of their own break issues throughout the opening day, but in, in the end, they had a fantastic battle for what was third as well. Um, but, you know, yeah, really really stoked for Jackson to, to as I say, finally have a vehicle that we've seen so much talent from him and, and to have something that could showcase that talent and, and bring a result was was really encouraging for him. Um, poor Jordan Grant must be sitting there going, what the hell do I have to do to get out of second in
0: this class? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's consistent, he's banking points, that may come back to help him later in the year. Mate, Cat 3, um, that was the one that had the extremely exciting finish. Dan Haynes having some dramas uh, with the Paui Island Super special stage on the opening night, dropped him out of contention early, but he fought his way back. He actually overtook Dave Strong on the final stage to uh, finish the event in first place, but then he got the penalty as well, which we we referenced from the service park. Just tell us a little bit about that battle, Dave Strong ultimately taking the uh, the maximum points.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I really feel for Dan there, but, you know, Dave, uh, they've worked really, really hard on that car for three years. It's great to see him finally take a class win. So just to explain, if you haven't caught up, Unfortunately, Dan Haynes was excluded. He he did fight back from a seven-minute penalty. And a fantastic drive, you know. Basically, the week of the rally, couldn't have thrown anything more at him. You know, um, last-minute co-driver change. Unfortunately, Matt got COVID, so hope you're doing all good at home, Matt. Um, you know, Tanya Cresswell jumped in there. They obviously worked well in the car together. Clawed back. You know, Dave had his issues and time penalties. But, you know, I think Dan won every stage, Um and what happened was he stopped to help out uh, Mason Grimmond on championship car um, who had electrical problems and did what he thought was a good deed and towing him, towed him back to the service park. you know, do the decent thing. Unfortunately, the rules state you cannot tow another car. You can tow another car if it is a dangerous position or to regain the road. But that's it. You can't tow it down the road. So, Unfortunately for Dan, as he came into the service park, he drove straight past the stewards as well. So, I, I really feel for him because he was one of the genuine nice guys of the sport, and he was only doing it to help someone out uh, without having fully read the rule book. And sadly, yeah, this, yeah it's no know, bit of a shut
0: case, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I'm sure the stewards feel uh, rough having to push a penalty onto someone trying to do a good deed, but the rules are, are pretty clear and. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those things. Unfortunately, uh, I think everyone's probably learned a lesson out of it, and, and fingers crossed we don't see that hamper anyone moving forward. Mate, let's, let's talk about Cat Four. Um, so, look, the historic two-wheel drive. What a battle! John Silcock, Anthony Jones, Shane Merlin was sort of there or thereabouts most of the weekend in the fight as well. But Anthony Jones on the final stage, managing to usurp, uh and, and get in front of John Silcock. And what a drive! Might have been the fact that there were the two spare tyres and the escort, and only one in the and the. Uh, yeah, in the certainly. Mazda. certainly, and look, you go across the season and there's pros and
1: cons to, to both cars. You know, the, the RX-7 does run a bit more power. Um, the Escort's probably a little bit better balanced car. Um, and, yeah, one of the advantages of the Escort is you can run two spares. You know, Whangarei is a rally that is hard on tyres, and unfortunately they can just get the one spear in the RX-7 as opposed to two. So you bolt on a fresh set of rears on the Escort. Um, you know, John still opened up a 30-second gap on on Jonesy on the first day. Um, And to be fair, Shane was right there with them too. Um, Don't know what Jonesy had for breakfast Sunday morning, uh, but he he clawed back time, clawed back time all day, all day. And we went into that last stage, it was 0.8 of a second, John's lead. And bear in mind, for 17 stages, John Silcock led that class in that rally. The only one that Jonesy led was the 18th, but... That's the one you got to lead. So, yeah, pretty hard um, pill for, for John and Donna to swallow there. But, um, you know, Jonesy and Zoe, absolutely fantastic ride, particularly on that second day. And, man, they were on it everywhere we saw them. It was seriously impressive. I mean, you you know, or you may not know, I'm a little bit of a closet um, BDA Escort fan. Really? Know, keep it secret. But, um, God, yeah, it was just so cool to see on the
0: side of the road. Yeah, no, it certainly was. Mate, let's uh, look at the, the one-day rally challenge class. What a battle in, in that, the four-wheel drive one especially. But um, Dave Sievers and Hayden McKenzie, to and fro all day. Uh, Seavers came out on top. It was a wonderful drive from Sievers across the whole weekend, and, and McKenzie too, to be fair. Um, what, what a battle. Yeah, I mean, less than 10 seconds
1: across the whole day. You know there was never a time where they were more than ten seconds apart, which you know is is not even a spin it's a half spin it's a it's not a big mistake um both of them drove so so well and to put it in perspective, they were set in times that were well inside the you know seventh eighth ninth fastest times outright amongst the the whole field so full credit to both of those guys really really good drive from both really good battle a bit of a shame for a few guys behind them you know um Pitt, Cunningham, Warwick, Redfern had their problems. Um, hey, great to see two podiums in a row for, for Bryn Smith, you know. Great to see Smiley Bryn on the podium again. Um, great consistent drive, you know. He's just doing exactly what he needs to do and banking those points. Um, got a feel for our mate Simon Bell, that last last stage engine failure when he was on to win the Group A um, class. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, some, some fantastic battles right the way through, you know. Um, I thought Amy Keeley actually drove really, really well, too, into fourth there. Uh, bit of hard luck for Steve Cox with the gearbox. Um, Jay Sharp didn't even really get started at one stage. So um, all sorts of fortunes in there. But then you go to the two-wheel drive guys as well, and, and um, yeah, there were some really interesting battles in there. I thought um, Sam Byrne drove really, really well. I thought John Shatley drove really well um, and probably should have had the class win, but a, a few gearbox problems... Demoted him to third. Um, Andy Martin, Matt Hayward, uh, taking the win with um, you know Sam Byrne jumping into to second and less than thirty seconds off. And what's a pretty uh, standard sort of Mitsubishi Lancer up against the the little R two Fiesta. So uh,
0: there's some great battles in there too. Absolutely, it sets us up for. Uh, the rest of the, the championship. I'm not sure after going through all of that that we've actually got any answers about the balance of power. Uh, we might need to do it again over a couple more events before we figure this out. But really looking forward to South Canterbury. Totally different event, totally different roads. And, and some new cars be awesome. as well.
1: Some, some Andy Cars too. Car should be there. Hayden McKenzie's car should be there.
0: Yeah, a couple um, of new Cat 1 cars. Excellent.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, they bring on the battle. Um, it's going to be all on.
0: All right, we'll look forward to doing this again over the coming weeks. We'll, uh, we'll probably chat to a few of the drivers and, and whatnot before Rally South Canterbury uh the middle of next month. But uh, do join us. We'll do it again, same time, same place next week.